Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, I will remind you, Sujit, we are, we are in bedtime protocol, and we are here in the pre- second preseason game of the 2019 season, which means we are now officially in season 11 of the Bills and Beers podcast. We started this humble podcast 10 years ago in the preseason, and now here we are. So by the way, if one of us would have been pregnant when we started this podcast, you'd have a 10-year-old. Yeah, he'd be, uh, he or she would be in fifth, fifth or sixth grade at this point. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Hello, 2019. And the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also with us. Happy to be here. Still hungry. Listening in on engineering, uh, the lovely Jay Hutton is also here. Worth noting, we normally record at Lincoln Station. That is one of the Bills bars here in Chicago. But we are in my living room tonight. That is the only Bills bar here in Chicago. So that's why we're in bedtime protocol. My two-year-old is hopefully going to be asleep here in the next 15 minutes. We'll see. We've got a first half of a game to discuss. Uh, Bills are up big right now, 24 to 6. We're in the third quarter, kind of paying attention. And nobody cares. It is the second preseason game. But some good stuff to talk about. Uh, uh, that happened here in the first half of the game and has been going on all during training camp. So plenty to discuss, folks. Let's not waste any more time. Also plenty of good beers. And let's get right into it. So we ended the first half 27, or excuse me, 17 to 3. Is that it? 24 to 3? We got the... The last, yeah, the last second touchdown from Barkley, first, first half. half. So a lot to talk about there. Um, before we get into all the positive things and the things to be excited about, we'll talk about some of the things that we should be less excited about. And it's preseason, so we don't, we're not that passionate just yet, and we're not in a bar, so we don't have to shout. But Suge, <laughs> also we're in bedtime protocol. Yeah, we're also in bedtime <laughs> protocol. <laughs> yes, also that. The, you um, know, we've had some really interesting <laughs> dichotomies on this podcast. Remember when we were at. Uh, uh, bitter pops, yeah, right. Oh, we're the and only ones in the bar. We're the only ones there, and we just couldn't scream because it just wasn't normal because there was no one else. But then there. we did anyways. Yeah, that then we was did like anyways after the Bears love us anyways. It but it's fine. So coming to you though, Suge. Uh, yeah, you're, you're Jenny Cream. Oh, so this is like the fifth play in a row with a flag. So I'm really glad that we're recording a podcast and not actually watching. Yeah. Jenny Creamel bummer of the first half, which again maybe Christian Wade will get another touch, and I hope he does. In which case, bedtime protocol or not, if he goes to the house, we can <laughs> cheer <Yeah>. loudly. <laughs> So um, my but not, not much to watch. So Jenny Cremel bummer. My the Jenny Cremel bummer is the fight for the fourth running back. Right. So is it Sonoris Perry? Is it T.J. Yeldon? Uh, Sonoris Perry has great you know potential for as a special teams player, but he fumbled. T.J. Yeldon has great pass catching ability. But he fumbled the previous game. And it's like, which one? Are these guys just actively trying to not get this last position? Um, I mean, obviously, Frank Gore is going to be around. Obviously, Shady's going to be around, even though we saw a little bit of old Shady today. Um, and obviously, Singletary. Every day is old Shady now. Let's well, forget. Yeah, and, and Singletary is obviously playing amazing. I know. Cassie is convinced that this will be the rebirth of the rebirth of the Shady. Worth noting that Shady's rookie year was the same year we started this podcast. We're so going to call him as, Ray-Ban. As we celebrate our longevity, let's not overlook his. Cass, coming to you now. But is it longevity if you suck? <laughs> Just saying. But, all right, Cassie, talk to me. Jenny Cremel Bummer. Um, it's this. It's something that I've been really focusing on this game, and it's the fact that Sean McDermott is wearing a long sleeve shirt, <laughs> and 
uh, who's the tight end for the other team? Oh, Greg Olson. Greg Olson's wearing beanie. a beanie. Like, I just, I don't get it. It's warm out, guys. Like, no. Sorry. So this is our first punt of the game, by the way, coming up here. Yeah. Um, And on that note, go. was there more that you wanted to say? Um, black punter? <laughs> what the fuck is Bedtime protocol. Bedtime. Sorry. It can't, can't, be, can't be broken because of the race of our punter. It's, it's, it's it either. absolutely should be. Come on. It's either he's Polish or black. I love it. I mean, those are, those are. Going both in my direction. Um, anyways, no. Uh, my my biggest <laughs> my biggest um, We've Jenny been drinking. Okay, <laughs> we started drinking earlier. My biggest Jenny Cremel is the fact that I haven't been able to see Mitch Morse. Oh, mm. I was really mm. looking forward to that, especially for we are, we're listening to the radio broadcast. We got a little Eric Wood coming in, um, and I know a lot of our offense is going to run right through our center. So I'm, I'm just, I'm a little nervous. I'd like to see him out there. I'd like everything just to be a little bit better. Just everything feels a little bit better, more, you know, wholesome feeling hmm. um, if he was out there. So. Okay. Can't argue that. Um, I will. So I'm going to go with two here uh, because, Shocking. yeah, I know. But the first one I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gloss over and you, you guys are both going to be grateful that I don't dwell on this because it's Steven Hauschka. Uh, and, oh yeah. Yeah. Because uh, last thing we want is an unreliable kicker. He's proving himself to be unreliable but to transition to the the bat blue mvp i'm going to give my other jenny cream mail to bill's mafia on the whole for taking this defense for granted because i assure you as we go down the line none of us were going to take a defensive player and yet our defense granted in the preseason has been very very good and i think that we can expect a very very good defense if everybody stays healthy this is the first time uh, might as well mention it again. First time, at least in the 10 years we've been doing this podcast, that we are in season three of the same system with the same core players, and they have been solid the previous two years. This is going to be a great year for our defense, and it doesn't get talked about nearly enough. So, Bills Mafia, looking at you. Oh, so because we're not talking about it. Would you rather talk about Steven Hauschka and the fact that we may have a broken-legged kicker? I, here's the thing. I'm I'm Because <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about that no, right now. No, no. But you can pick up a kicker anywhere. Um, can you? Yeah, we got this guy from Illinois, man. Well, We're I, super I hope, stoked I about him. I hope this guy blasts one through from like 62 yards in the second half and we have a full-blown kicker controversy. No, here's the thing. I don't want to talk about our defense. It's preseason, right? Like, I hope that they're good. I, I'm pretty assured that they're going to be I good. I am very confident. But, like, I don't want to. I don't want to come out there and be like, God damn it, we're going to be great. And then... When something happens and we we're mediocre. All right. Well, we tell me who is going to be who is your Labatt Blue MVP of the first half of today's game? Well, that's easy. Okay. Cole Beasley, man. Yeah. We got yep. a little. We got a little white wide receiver. We got our own Julian Edelman. Bills fans far and wide, and anybody within the sound of my voice, surprise everybody in your fantasy league who's going to rag on you for picking a bill. And if you're in a PPR league, pick up Cole Beasley. And six foot four Josh Allen, who they said has issues with locating and accuracy, did a pretty good job hitting him today. Nine for 11 for 102 yards. Josh Allen's stat line today. Sujit, on that note, coming to you. Labatt Blue MVP of the first half of today's game. Uh, so my honorable mention goes to the sideline reporter from the Carolina <laughs> Caroline Can. She just that girl's got some soft hair. <laughs> it looks so nice. But uh, I'm I'm going to Singletary. It's I think hair. that there's 
I don't think there's been a single player in the. Didn't you give? Okay, I guess running backs both far good and bad for you. No, 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 no. So the 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 Jenny Cremail was to Yeldon and Sonoris Perry. Watch how badly I can mess him up. Ready? Ready for this? I know, this, gonna, this is gonna be a twenty. This, this? this is gonna be a twenty week effort. Why would you make me say the names of Buffalo no. Bills? Are you sure it's Singletary or is it Singleton? No, it's Singletary. I know. Are you sure? Because earlier we thought, sure? hey, is he related to Mike Singletary? I'm right? <laughs> so I remember. I remember. I remember the first how many three times draft picks from the last year. Okay? It might not, I might not remember the last first three from last year, but I will remember this year's first three draft picks. Don't ask me to say who they are. Okay? You just leave me alone and let me do my thing. Cody Ford is one of them. Okay? And the first, oh, sweet number Jesus, 91. who's the number one draft pick? He stood on a horse. Oh yeah, at all. Yeah. See, oh, we done woke up your child. Oh shit. Okay, no, we're good. We're okay. Good. Uh, so what I'm gonna say is that Singletary, I I feel like he has been the most consistent of all of our players in the preseason. For sure. Um, and so I I just I mean that's really encouraging, especially when we have these big question marks around Shady McCoy. Um, and I feel like he plays the same role as Shady McCoy. Would you guys agree with that? I don't know. Like that in terms of the type of player. We could we could talk for a whole twenty minute segment on what's going on with this backfield relative to Singletary and McCoy. And and, and Sal talked about the fact that there's no reason why he can't catch balls. He just wasn't he used that way. No, he just wasn't used that way in college. Um and today, you know, we saw some really great catches where he tracked the ball in the air where he made adjustments when the ball was in the air and was maybe a little bit off so i'm pretty excited about that i, I think i think that he that's that might be a core of our future so i and I, i'm not trying to ignite a controversy here and i don't want you to take this where you've already taken it once this evening but i like what i see from josh allen i love what i see from matt barkley Give me, oh, give don't get my, me started. Uh, you gonna get that all I, set up? No, I, that's a whole thing that I got going. That's I got a whole thing I about l- the Bills really, in general. Really like our backup QB situation. I, I swear I, to God, if anybody starts to calling remain from, our backup QB yeah, situation, he, he shall remain. You're the our one backup. that said we're not talking about this. No, I say, but he's, know, getting, he's goading me. He's goading he's, the fact that I am just. Can't, we can't get into it yet. It's too early in the pod. Okay, then I won't give it to Matt Barkley. But we should acknowledge what a what. He, I mean, he's a great backup. I, I mean, he came in once last year in mop-up duty and just smoked the Jets. How how is anyone not giving it to Tommy Sweeney again? Tommy Sweeney, we, we'll we've got a no, little no, no. white wide receiver, which we've always wanted, in a tight end. The two things that we've been talking about and wanting. Okay, and with an honorable However, mention to Duke Williams, who gave up, okay, fine, went up and got but a ball I, I, in the back an of the end zone. Name you're missing here. This is an important name we're all missing here because we are we are kind of giving this as a lifetime achievement award. Lifetime being. Last week's preseason game and this week's <laughs> preseason game, and fucking a Isaiah McKenzie, yeah. that little shit makes it really like hard. It. He's <laughs> fucking up my Ray Ray dreams. Uh, yeah, Ray Ray was my uh, my guy, right? For the, uh, the yeah. who's going to be the person that's the seventh round or the un- unexpected person? Not the ter- the Taron Milano third day gem. Yeah, except but he wasn't drafted. Last he wasn't year. drafted last year. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think, but I think I think I think Cassie did pick Tommy Sweeney for hers. Irish McIrish name, uh, who went to BC. It's 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 really hard to keep track. Cause it, uh, I mean, like any I name you can Mick, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, anyone, that, nickname, went, anyone that went to BC, Bill, is probably a loser. But 
So yeah, I, I but Isaiah McKenzie made a great play on that to set up the the touchdown during the two minute drill at the end of the first half. He was sharp last game. Again, we're only on the second or third possession here to the second half, so Lord knows what's going to happen here. And as we said before, the second half here is only to determine whether or not Tyreek Hill or what not Tyreek Hill. Um, God, what? Oh boy, here we go. Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson. I'm sued. What's up? Welcome to my world. Yeah, my world. This is what it's like to be a dad, huh? Tyree. The the question here is whether or not Tyree Jackson will look better than if Bill Nichols was out there playing quarterback. <laughs> um, but like he's from BC. Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie. I'm telling you, this guy is gonna make the team. He's hard to ignore. Between and you know, it's going to be you say Ray Ray, that's right. His other competition is Andre Roberts. We didn't hear anything from Robert Foster I, today. I was just going to ask, like, where's Robert Foster? Because he's the one that went from he's our number one to he's on the bubble. Yeah, he's a little bit of a hero to zero. I mean, he's right not now. on the bubble, but is he playing? Do, I don't do I, play I haven't seen him, or, even Z- or, him or Zay Jones. Yeah, they, they didn't do anything. Neither did John Brown. I mean, but I know maybe that was the whole point, right? Maybe the game plan was to go to our underneath receivers. Unclear. I mean, we threw to freaking what's his name like Cole eight Beasley. Times, yeah, right? five times. Wait, hold on. There was a pass that was dropped. That wasn't Zay Jones. Um, in the beginning, I don't know. No, shady dropped. Oh, that the was pass. shady. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember what the other incomplete pass was, honestly. But yeah, no, I, I, I think this is going to be a really fun year. We have not touched base since the draft. I'm very clear about what I think here with Tyree Jackson's in. I'm very clear as to what I think the defense is going to look like this year, but I think this offense is going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to win some games. I think we're going to come out 3-0, and and we got that Patriots, Patriots game. It's going to be a heart attack, but it's going to be so much fun. My greatest fear, as I've said a bunch of times tonight, is we're the team that smokes everybody in the preseason and then comes out and just gets shellacked when the, when the bullets are flying for real. But maybe it's just because we have better players. Who knows? But Keekly and Newton not playing for them probably yeah. helps tremendously. Yeah. And it's, McCaffrey's it, not in. And here's the thing. It's not like we're winning by like all these amazing plays. We're just winning by what I think is just some pretty solid offense. Defense looks good. You know, it, it, it hasn't been like, oh, wow, we're we're gunslinging. No, it's just we're out there playing a, a pretty good game of football. I am so glad you mentioned that because Cole Beasley, what he brings to this team, at least, I mean, maybe single-handedly, I don't know. I mean, he, he's, he's getting a lot of credit, deservedly so. But the thing that we have done as a first-team offense and the thing that we harped on to no end during the Tyrod Taylor era was three and outs. Yeah. And this team is getting, at least, again, preseason, you know, who knows. But the thing I'll be watching for this year is first downs. How many first downs can we get? How Like, how long can we sustain drives? And with a underneath target like Cole Beasley, like, we're putting ourselves in favorable positions and we're keeping drives alive. Like you said, yeah, we haven't, there hasn't been any big splash plays. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, I'm, I, I just loved how Josh Allen knew where Beasley was. And made those passes, right? Because everyone says he has accuracy issues, right? But he was able to find the guy that was underneath, the guy across the middle, and he was able to make those passes today. That's that's literally all I want. It was very obvious that he was Josh Allen's. Yeah, he was his outlet. He yeah. was his outlet, and I think that it's not just about you know he made some great that one touch As I throw. Let go three and out for the first time tonight. Yeah, he made he, Jackson, he made one maybe. really great touch throw to Tommy Sweeney right on the uh, to the sideline. Two great throws to Tommy and then Sweeney, the, and then over the middle to Tommy Sweeney. That that one was one he threw last year, so that doesn't that's not as surprising to me. But but the the touch throw to the sideline for t- to Tommy Sweeney was a very accurate pass. Both of them timing patterns. Yep. Right. The 
only, I mean, he also did some Josh Allen throws, right, where the, the throw was behind the receiver. Yeah. And, and there was one to Cole Beasley where Cole Beasley stood up laughing because he's like, oh, if you just hit me, like, straight up, right? And But but that's okay. This is Let's not make Josh Allen be not Josh Allen. Josh Allen's not going to be the perfect throw, right? But Trent Edwards was the perfect throw, right? Yeah, was we he? don't need that. Until he got knocked out in the Arizona Cardinals game. Well, right, but the thing is that, like, say. oh, yeah, great, we premise. want this perfect, like, timing QB. I I want Brett Favre, right? Like, I'd rather have Brett Favre. That, you know, and everything wasn't perfect, but he could also throw one down to the yeah, end of, like, the world. you have to world. guard the whole goddamn field. Right, and so, so there. there's, you know, there's going to be positives and negatives. I'm going to now introduce my segment that oh. is about over-expectations. Okay. We've spent decades as Bills fans doing this. There's some change. <laughs> There's some type of, you know, positivity, right? And and we say, oh, well, this is it. This is the change. Where are you going with this? I don't want us – you know, listen, the talking heads – the people that actually do this for a living, they need to talk about all the positivity that is happening. That Josh Allen's got you know, all this potential for Josh Allen. This defense is going to be great. Can we just take a moment and sit back and just say, you know what? Let's enjoy the ride. Let's enjoy the fact that we're Bills fans and we have games to watch and not put all that expectations because I am so sick of getting disappointed. Hey, Suge, that's nice and all, and I hear where you're coming from. But I've been sitting with you at the same fucking table for 14 years watching this team play. Like, I'm ready for them to be good. Okay? Like, I, I hear what you're saying. And that's I cool. can't take any more and, heartbreak, baby. And I've, I've enjoyed the ride as well. I can't let my heart back I'm out. I'm ready for the... I'm like, Sujit's protecting himself. If this were, I am. Sujit, I'm not lying. If I don't this were a ride, it would be the clickety-clank-clank-clank-clank-clank going up the roller coaster the whole, for the last 14 years. All right? I'm ready for the fucking ride to begin. He's here for the right reasons, though. Who, me or him? Sujit. I don't know. I don't know. The, the analogy went too far. Yeah. And now I don't understand. It's, a, it's from The Bachelorette. Like, you're ready to open up your oh, heart. Oh. You're ready to find love. You're here for the right reasons. But yeah. you're, 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 you're a little guarded. Bitch. You're I don't, a little guarded. I don't watch MTV. I don't know oh. what's happening. I don't know what's happening right now. All I know is there was a rose and Cassie handed it to me. I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm just making our podcast relevant. Good. I'm making it relevant. Okay. We are, we are not. Is it good if you get a rose or is it bad if you get a good. rose? Okay, I'm so not sure our demo. Oh boy! The point is, guys. Like, I, I'm just, I'm, I, I get horror stories, or I get horror memories of people saying that. Oh, who is the player that you think is going to make the biggest jump into their second year? Marcus and they Easley. say J.P. Lossman, right? And they say J.P. Lossman, J.P. Lossman this year, or Trent Edwards is going to make a huge jump in his second Spencer year. Spencer Johnson this right? year hin- <laughs> completely hinges on Spencer Johnson, right? And Fucking Josh Allen could be that person. If Angelo Crowell can and just get sideline to sideline, we're all set. I can see the set. story. I can see the story as well, where Josh Allen just starts crapping the bed, and then everyone's like, well, Mar- Matt Barkley looked so great in the preseason. The one time Matt Barkley has had life. Remember when Matt Barkley came in high school? I don't know. Chris he Ellis was, was so a third great. rounder. Matt, you know, and then like, oh, yeah, you're saying all that, but then, you know, you know, Fitz was way better than blah, blah, blah. And so that is going to be the narrative when it all falls apart, and I can't take that. So let's not anoint a king at this point. I don't no, think no, we are. Yeah. I, I, I think yes, we are. <laughs> All of Bill's nation I think the, I think has this, already made Josh Allen king. I think okay. that you. Were, I think this this whole segment is an audience of for, of one, I'm and it's for you. And scared, sad. I don't. I can't let my heart be broken again. I can't. 
Well, well, here's oh, the th- yeah, here, okay. here, here's the thing. I mean, we saw what two possessions from Josh Allen, right? Like, not promising, not like, wow, he's going to conquer the world and and you know save starving children in Africa, but he did change his game. Did we we talked about this. He didn't run. Right. Right. Yep. He he held the ball down. He held in the pocket. Now, granted, a few of those times he didn't make the best pass when he was under pressure. But uh, here, I, it, I I know we want him to be that, but I'm also like, do what you feel comfortable with. And I'd, I would also just like to add that this is coming from the man who, when Shady McCoy scored on a 24 inch run, <laughs> Suge looked at all of us and went, "Whoa, this line is different. This year is different." This, this line is different. I, I, I may have started that. But that's, that's I mean, that's Dude, the problem. Dude, just ride the high, okay? Th- this team is going to rip your heart out, then and then it's you're going to be right back on top again. Oh, it's too much. It's we're gonna, too much. We're going to lose to the Patriots so, 21 to 20 <laughs> in week time. three. So here's the other thing is that you, the line, I will say the line looks a little different. And I did like the fact that Josh didn't run. But I will say that, yeah, he probably should have a couple of those times where he, he waited Agreed. too long to run. But that's okay. That's fine. Like, let th- this is what preseason is about. Like, Agreed. Learn but how to, like, every wait time, for the thing. Every time it's a third and five, I think, oh, well, just run. Just, he's just, just going to run. Just run. He's, he's, he should. He'll, he'll, get it, he'll get the first down easy. He'll run. Right. If there's any doubt, you know, just, just run. Uh, but and I'm okay with that. Like, uh, the, the narrative on Josh Allen scrambles too much, I get because every offensive coordinator wants this guy to stand in there and make a throw. But at no point did he run to his detriment. And if you can pick up 12 yards on third and four, like, what's the problem? I mean, no one would care if Shady got 12 yards on third and four. And this guy is Nobody cares when Lamar Jackson gets 12 yards on third and four. Well, I mean, but Lamar Jackson, comparatively, so the whole point is that, you you don't want your quarterback running all the time because they'll get injured. And yet John Harbaugh has made an entire offense this year in Baltimore based on my quarterback running. And the the saddest thing is that of all of this, we're not talking about Lamar Jackson. We're not talking about Russell Wilson. We're talking about a 6'5", 12-inch dicked, big motherfucker. With a great backup. Right? With a great backup. (laughs) And dive head first if you got to. If he's got to run, I mean, like, frankly, I don't understand why he would get injured more than Shady would get injured. Right and Shady, uh, we I don't mean, care the, when Shady runs. The, the leaping over Anthony Barr at midfield, probably not, probably not the most advisable play last year. But I mean, if he slides, if he gets out of bounds, and and he's picking up first downs like he did most of the time last year when he scrambled, I don't see what the big deal but is. But I, I, I think there's a difference between you have a a quarterback that is run prone, like that's what they they relate to that, that's what they go to. Or in the right situation, they run. And I feel like that's what we want to make sure Allen's doing. In the right situation, yes, when when the play is broken or you're scrambling, run and pick up the first down. Agreed. And I think that's what he di- actually did very, very well last season. I think so, too. And that's what I don't want them to quell, right? I don't want them to, to keep him from doing that. Because it can be a backbreaker. Exactly. Like, that sucks. I mean, we, we saw it, again, in, in consequential I feel like that's how we won game. the Minnesota game, honestly. It was like him... It's how we won a lot of games when he was starting. And oh, by the way, I just want to bring this to everybody's attention. Um, there was a there was a photo shared going back and forth on Twitter a little bit today, and I had to look up like when did Ryan Tannehill catch a touchdown pass against us? Answer: Week seventeen of last year. Don't remember that at all. What I also don't remember from that game, or at least I had to have my memory jogged on, was the fact that Josh Allen accounted for five touchdowns in that game. Oh yeah, that was his game. That's what I mean. 
in some ways, that's actually why his stats for the second half of the season when he came back from injury are padded because yeah. that game was so ridiculous. Yeah, 42-17 we won in that game. Okay, that well, was when we made Kiko Alonso our bitch. I, um, oh, yeah. I, uh, I, as I understand, we have uh, two far-flung correspondents that are waiting for our calls, so let's not waste any more time and let's not improvise any more stupid segments. And <laughs> Listen, I can't be hurt. That's going to be the you're, segment. You're, it's going to happen, man. Hurt. It's going to happen. That's part of being a Bills fan. Okay, like the pain is. Did you not just see the, you know, the, the viral interview between Stephen Colbert and Anderson Cooper? Like the suffering is what brings us joy in life. That's why we live. Did suffer. you guys watch the video of the guy that the English guy doing a salmon cannon? Anyways, okay, okay. here we go. Let's get, <laughs> let's get, Cheers. let's get them online. Well, that sound means it's time it's for Tacos thing. Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba! I want some taquitos. As we all know. We are in regular season form right there, as, might I say. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with his hot takes, his Tacos Calientes, all the way from Austin, Texas, is Jam and Jeff Day. Jeff, how are we doing tonight? Hey, guys. Football is back. The pod is back. Great to hear your voices, and I can't wait to uh, talk a little Bills football. Always great to hear your voice as well. Now, you haven't been watching the game tonight. Did you you happen to catch any of the highlights or get to watch the replay of of last week's game? Yes, sir. Watch the highlights from last week's game, and... uh, this the game tonight. I was uh, I went to the Bills bar down here in Austin, Tejas, um, to watch the first half, um, and then came home and uh, you know after after halftime didn't think there would be much worthy of uh, <clears throat> of watching by myself at the bar. So uh, no, came that home was accurate. That was that, yeah, was, that was the right thing to do. It's been brutal. Um, I mean, oh god, <laughs> six to three, Tampa, Miami. Uh, with the third quarter almost ended. So with all that considered, so you got a little bit of you got some. You got some Bills tape in that dome of yours. What kind of tacos calientes you got for us tonight? You know, it's it's a funny thing this game of football, <laughs> and uh, and you know, for the past Working fi- big to small. for the for the past fifteen years, I'm not sure if there's been a, a profession or a professional or a, the type of professional athlete that I have spent more time criticizing, that I've spent more time. Uh, being irritated by that, I spent more time hating. Wait, Reggie Bush is back on our team. And, <laughs> yeah, Leo, Leo is McKelvey. Yeah, um, Roscoe Parrish. Um, Roscoe Parrish is in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, then the then the small, white, shifty oh. slot receiver. And now that we have one, I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> I take I take every word I said back because my goodness. Cole Beasley, um, I, I think from an offensive standpoint, is is by far the biggest difference that I'm seeing in terms of in terms of the way that the Bills' offense is going to operate this year. Mm-hmm. And he is just straight up good. He was good in Dallas. This is not a surprise. It's just a surprise a little bit to us in Buffalo because we have not had this receiver since when? Who was the last? We've guy? never had it. We've never ever ever had it. One, he's white. All the other ones were black, and it didn't work out. But this, and but also this one is actually talented, as opposed to Roscoe Parrish and T.J. whatever the Hushmanzada or whatever. T.J. Graham. Yeah, nonsense. Uh, T.J. Graham. All these people that sucked, and Cole Beasley is good. 
right? I mean, it's just oh. like it's amazing. Wait, but it's did... really fun to watch. Go ahead, Cass. No, I was like, didn't the Super Bowl years wasn't like BB or Andre like weren't one of them shifty? Andre was a lot of underneath stuff. Yeah. Oh, but that's but that's not. The I mean, we're not tiny talking, Smurf like... receiver, right? Yeah, he like, was a little Smurfy, but like, I mean, we're not com- Andre. We're, we're not comparing any receiver to Andre. I mean, BB was a speed demon, yeah. right? Like BB was a speed demon, and Andre was a he was more like the. I mean, if, if you had to do it. Right, like, exactly. It's I mean, what it, what he's Andre like, Reed. Yeah, right. don't try to put him into a box. Right. So, and I think, you Unless know, it's great fine. to, that we, you know, it's, it's fun to see Cole Beasley in action. And I think the, um, <clears throat> the thing that it's also rewarding and it's giving, it's giving Allen uh, sort of the reward for choosing to go underneath or mm. check down. Okay. You know, I, and I think, I think in the past, you know, Allen sort of has always been a gunslinger, has been criticized. Um, for maybe not checking down enough or always taking the play. But who on the team last year for the last, you know, 20 years, who would reward him for that decision? You right. know, no Charles one. Clay, not and, so much. Right. You know, and so I think now yeah. it's great to have a player on the team, i.e. Coles Beasley, who rewards him for that by first and foremost getting open and then second being able to make something happen. And, and it sounds like based on all of the uh, commentary that I've read over the past few months that Beasley – is I mean, as you'd expect from a veteran receiver, Beasley has been in Josh Allen's ear um, all training camp. And I think that the Bills have lacked, you know, veteran wide receiver presence um, mm. who can get into Josh Allen's ear and come up to him after every play and say, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what you're seeing. And by all accounts, you know, that's what Beasley has been doing for the past two and a half, three months. And, you know, by God, it feels like we really need that. And it'll be great for Allen. So one of the things we, <coughs> sorry, jeez, Louise. <coughs> one of the things we talked about last year was the the realization that some offenses might have that just throw it up and let the guy make a play, and cornerbacks are, might be a little overrated, and that if you actually test them, that you know we may find out that with the way the rules are structured and with as good as quarterbacks are, that that's probably not going to go in the cornerbacks' favor more often than not. And we were kind of feeling the pain of that a little bit when Tredavious White was getting tested at one point, maybe last year or the year before. Jeff, I actually thought the other day, and now I'm a little afraid, that like if they show too much that, like, oh, he's just going to rely on six, seven-yard dump-offs all the time, will they let Josh Allen throw deep? I mean, we know he wants to. We know he's got a rocket arm. But at some point, defensive quarters might say, okay, yeah, we'll let you go 40 yards down the field once every five possessions. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to sit on all the short stuff. Oh, they might... w- yeah, I, I, I don't have any concerns in, in for that. Mostly just be just given Josh Allen's um, natural DNA and natural desire to be a gunslinger. You know, I think it's I think it's discipline for him to have to check down. And even in tonight's even in the you know the dozen passes that he threw tonight, while there are many sort of these short passes to Beasley and other players, let's not forget that he also completed you know what a twenty yard. Um, uh, sort of in the breadbasket pass to Sweeney, and two, then a twenty, yeah, and then a twenty or twenty-five yard line laser pass to Sweeney, you know, to the one-yard line. Um, so I will you know, say both- that there might be a reason why we didn't see some of our feature wide receivers from last year to today. We didn't see uh, Robert Foster, John Brown. We didn't see John Brown. We didn't see Zay Jones. Because maybe the whole point, like maybe this team just gets it. Maybe this coaching staff just gets it. And that the whole point of this 
day today was, hey, let's prove that we can move the ball with underneath passes. Let's not try any of the deep balls. Let's not try and do that. Let's just prove that we can do this running this scheme. Because at any given point, you might need to rely on the underneath passes. And at any given time, you might need to. And if you can do it all, if you can give Josh, I mean, this is nothing more than a practice ultimately, right? And, and you know, we've talked about this before. And Jeff, you want to talk about a team that drives you nuts and the underneath wide receivers like that has literally been the Patriots MO forever. We we will continue to take what you give us and we will take if it takes us 43 plays to get down the field, whatever, like we'll, we'll hold on to the ball as long as you'll give it to to us. And on the flip side, we're going to play defense that way, knowing that no quarterback is as patient as Tom Brady and quarterbacks get itchy and they want to take a shot. And we'll, we're just going to wait for you to do that and make a mistake. And we're just going to let you throw short all day because they know that quarterbacks don't have the patience to do it. That's right. And, you know, where does Dable come from? You right. know, the Patriot system. So, you know, he knows that better than anyone. I mean, I already know my favorite play, I think, of this of this year is going to be that screen pass to Cole Beasley. The wide receiver screen. Yeah, yes. it's six, seven easy yards every time. We did it, and then we did it again with uh, Isaiah McKenzie, and it worked amazingly. And on That's that right. note, hey, do you have another Tacos Calientes for us? Hey, look, I mean, I guess in the spirit of Tacos Calientes, um, let's talk about uh, uh, the hot take of um, at what week in the season will LaShawn McCoy no longer be the starting running back? Week one. And – <laughs> Lars, you stole my thunder. I cannot I mean, wait to get you guys to eat crow. You guys are going to eat it, and it's going to be delicious. I'm going to feed it to you on a big freaking platter. But I've been saying a Thanksgiving-style platter. You guys are wrong. No, I'm not wrong. It, the writing's on the wall. Jeff, go ahead. You, you go ahead. And you him make this case for me. No, I mean that's. I was just. I was going to throw out the question and then provide my my answer, which is which is exactly that, which is the hot take that. Devin Singletary, I wasn't necessarily going to say week one, but I was going to say Devin Singletary would be the starting running back by week three. So I was going to give myself a couple of weeks. And Or he's going to be the lightning to Frank Gore's thunder. You guys and are like, like working in corporate America. What's the new shiny thing? Nah. You guys are going to be wrong. Cassie, we, like, go back and or listen. it's just who is performing. Yeah, right? li- Not listen like, to like, last I mean, year's. I mean, I think Shady McCoy got the Jenny Cremel bummer of the season. The problem, is that, the problem is that Shady year. has not done anything to prove you wrong. Guys, we've also had a, prove sh- you right. a really shitty offensive but that line. Was, Cass, that was the point. Because Shady McCoy, in any, in any other point in his career... Like his whole thing was making something out of nothing, and he did that precisely. Yeah, but zero times. Yeah, last it, year. it wasn't like Marcus Murphy came in and was like, "Wow, that guy's on kind of was no. It kind of was. It definitely was no. Oh and then the other thing I mean, is that, look but right now, right now, right now, Devin I mean, Singletary is running behind the same line that Shady McCoy is, and. Shady, at least this game didn't do anything to really wow you. Josh Allen had more rushing yards than Shady McCoy last year. Yeah, because those were on broken plays where Josh Allen had to run. You guys, I like I'm literally cannot wait for the moment. I'm just going to sit there. I'm never going to gloat so much in my entire life. Cassie, unless unless Jerry Hughes does something dumb. Yeah. Tyree Jackson's yeah. terrible, by the yeah, way. I mean, the, my greatest game is going to be when Sh- Shady runs for over 100-something-odd yards and Jerry Hughes, like, over-pursues the quarterback, like, five times. I mean, it's just going to be the greatest thing ever. I mean, great. If, if I mean, Shady McCoy's a good player, none of us are going to be moping about it. Like, we'll all be excited, but it's And just, also, we're not going to be that excited if Shady McCoy goes over 100 yards, like, right? Like, that just shouldn't be something we get excited about. But I just know that it's not yeah. going to happen. None of, none of you 
bros can take Shady McCoy as your Labatt Blue because of all the hatred that you're spouting on him in the offseason. What else you got, Jeff? I think the question is going to be, you know, we'll, we'll have to see it play no, out. Cast no, we all, no, oh, it was a no. why. It was a freaking throw. No. But is that Christian Wade? Oh, yeah, I think it is. Holy shit. Christian Wade almost went to the house. Again. <laughs> Christian <laughs> Wade just ran down the fucking. Is that him? Holy shit. Sorry, I hate, I hate to cut off. This no, is a terrible this... pod. But he made like one guy miss and almost went to the house on a little on okay. a little jump yeah, off. Yeah, that is. And a it bad is throw. A bad throw. Behind him. Broke just... three tackles. You guys, if he's not on our fucking team. Day is that him? Yeah, it is him. him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Christian Wade. Listen, this will. Lars is I'm breaking the whole the thing. Uh, but the whole thing is that rugby players don't go down. No. They get tackled by like 17 people, and that's what it takes to bring them down. Dude, it's built like a go-kart. Sorry, Jeff, to cut you off. What, Christian, what else you Wade. Got for us? Christian Wade. Wade I mean, in the I mean, water. <laughs> my children. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wade hey, I mean, in the water. Maybe the only hot take Wade is Wade uh, no, in no. the water, children. <laughs> Good God. I mean, we're off the rails here early. Football is back, baby. We're ready. That's right. See, it's called bills and say, beers for a reason. It's the a only Friday question night. is not which week. The only question is maybe not which week uh, uh, McCoy's going to get replaced, but is it going to be by uh, Singletary or Wade? Our English boy. I mean, dude, if that guy would have scored on his first two <laughs> touches in the NFL, I mean, come on. He was less than a yard. And he was scoring. really fucking close. Wait, so what My happened? God's I didn't see the going play. to trouble. So, the it was water. like, all right, dude, shut up. It was, it was, it was like a third and ten. It was like they dumped it off to him like four yards short of the sticks. And made, a bad throw, like yeah, over a bad his throw, right, far right shoulder. Adjust, made a guy miss, broke three tackles, and then was like an open field, and <laughs> made another guy miss. Yeah, and then I mean, you'll see the highlight. It's, anyways, what else <laughs> you got for us, Jeff? That's what I got, guys. It's gonna be, um, I think, uh, it's it's gonna be an exciting and fun season. Um, Filled with uh, plenty of exciting pods. Hopefully, it extends into um, into January. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? From your lips to God's ears. I mean, I'm struggling right now because we're having to book our flights. I'm looking to book our flights back from Colorado, and I'm like, oh, it's the Saturday. You do this every year. Is it the Saturday or the Sunday? Because it, it would be, it's post the first oh. of the year, and I, and I think that's into playoffs. I'm like, oh, crap. Like... Hey, if we win the division, you and I both get 200 bucks. Hey! So it might not matter. Yeah, exactly. I lost the ticket that says if we win more than seven games, oh, I win like $200. Well, that's a $200 loss on your it's part. Shame. Jeff, always a pleasure hearing from you. Drinking anything down there in Austin tonight? Had, uh, had Labatt Blue at the Bills Bar. Um, kept, it, kept it classy buddy, for uh, preseason, you know? So uh, that's what I had tonight. Love it. All right, buddy. We'll be talking to you soon. Until then, go, go Bills. Bills. Can you play my bills? Can you play my Buffalo Bills? If you can't, then you could just chill. It's time for bills, bills, bills. Cha-ching! Give me some of that cheese. Just fix it! Take it away, Bill. Cheddar, 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 cheddar. Give me some of that cheddar. Guys, what's up? Is, is that the new segment this year? We were just ripping on you in the... Five multiple segments that you've had across the yo, seasons. Yo, talk. Yo, talk to me. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. <laughs> I kind of feel like this is not the time to just catch up, but uh, <laughs> it's all good though. Hey, yo, what are you doing? Congratulations, you're playing, you're playing congratulations on your upcoming arrivals. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Congratulations to Lars on his upcoming arrivals. Thank you. We got Thank we you. got a couple new Bills fans coming into the mix this year. It's going to be a yep. beautiful thing. We're excited. Um, and more importantly, Bill, what's going on with these Buffalo Bills, man? Talk to me. I mean, it's fun. Uh, I'll tell you what is the uh, the first game. I was having some technical difficulties with the NFL uh, Game Pass app. I, I was a little, it was a little bit more consistent this time, which so it was more enjoyable for me to watch. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, I just love the fact that I love the one of my favorite things about this team right now is that I feel like I'm finally not like 100% keyed in on just watching the offensive line and like seeing who screws up. Like it's definitely of importance and I'm definitely worried about it, but I think we can get by with the guys that we have put together. And it's just, it goes to show, you know, I mean, you look at some of the transactions when you add eight, nine guys, two of them can go down and someone is still going to be up. Knock on wood. Well, good. Uh, we've had so, three of them go down. We've had a lot yeah. of them go down, right? Like that was the whole crazy I thing. Understand. Just like our, our our tight end class, like we had a million tight ends and they all went down, and we had a million linemen. But Bill, talk a little bit about the excitement of Tynasecki and Cody Ford sitting next to each other. Well, I don't really want to talk about Tynasecki and Cody Ford when I be talking about Tommy Sweeney. And here's okay. what I was just. Here's, here's what I was going to like uh, message fine. you guys. Fine, you're the only one that was talking about the offensive line. It's fine. I was going to message you guys uh, a little bit earlier today um, and just let you know that this year, you guys watch, Tommy Sweeney is going to be a first down machine. You remember when that motherfucker Nelson was uh, just yes. like first down? Uh, I think we called him first down machine or whatever. Like, he was guaranteed first down. Yeah, David Nelson used to catch a ton of first down balls from Fitz. Yeah. Dude, that's what it's going to be with Sweeney because Beasley is going to draw the attention. He's going to get his plays 100%. I mean, obviously, like you've seen the you've seen the Allen Beasley connection, but what you're going to see is you're going to see Tommy Sweeney on some motherfucker douchebag uh, linebacker or some shitty ass like nickel cornerback, and Tommy Sweeney is going to catch a lot of balls for 10, 15 yards, eight yards, reach for the first down. He's got sure hands. Even though he's dropped a couple balls in training camp, it's all good. My boy from Boston College, Tommy Sweeney, watch out. Um, I love that. I think that Tommy Sweeney was, I think we've already mentioned it, Cassie's Tehran, or, uh, Tehran Milano day three gem of the 2019 draft. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Uh, but, yeah, Irish McIrish name out of uh, BC. You know, I mean, good for story. what that's worth. Good story. I mean, yeah. Uh, just to be able to talk about a tight end, I mean, number one, that's exciting, yeah, right? I mean, like a, an impact tight end. Like, I'm sorry, what? Like and he was supposed I mean, to be the third one. I mean, he's just made the most of his opportunity. Yeah. Well, so no one else is on the field. That's what so I mean. What, what is Tyler? So, okay, so Tyler Croft, when he gets healthy and he's he's in he's back in pads or he's, I don't think he's back in pads even, right? I don't know what his deal is. I just know that uh, right now. Tommy Sweeney is learning at the knee of Lee, fight me. I dare you to fucking fight me, Smith. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So, he brought back Lee Smith. So, you so know, does, if all else fails, we got that guy on our roster. I mean, does Tyler does Tyler Croft make his team? That's a great question. I don't know if we'll need him. Well, I, I think uh, contract-wise he does, right? Didn't they sign him to a decent amount? But anyways. I don't know. 
It doesn't matter who's not the, as much as not as much as McCoy. <laughs> who's the guy that's after him? Who's the third round pick that was behind the other Dawson Knox? Dawson Knox. So that's the guy that I'm curious oh. about. Like what what happens yeah. with Dawson Knox? Because he was point. supposed to be the guy. Hard yeah. to say. But I, I don't want to venture too far, Bill, because you touched on Shady McCoy. Why don't you offer us some musings there? <laughs> I mean, it's what it's what we all know. He's just a, we don't all know just... that actually. Cassie is adamant that he's gonna have a bounce back year. So what what is your that's, take? That's ridiculous. <laughs> a bounce back, a bounce back, a bounce back year for McCoy equals like he's what maybe eighty uh, percent healthy, sixty percent of the year. Wow, that would be. I'm not. That would be. I'm a, not even. Not I'm awesome. not even a math guy. I'm not even a math guy. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he's never healthy. He's never healthy. He's way. He's way. He's way past where where his prime is, and he's just not that good. Like, dude, give me, give, give me Christian Wade. Anymore. Dude, give me, give me Christian Wade over fucking Shady McCoy because wow. of his ability. Okay. You guys are so. What have you done for me lately? Like, look, yeah, I, you know what? You, you know what? I never no, want to work not, for any of you guys in corporate America, right? right? You screw up one thing, America. you fumble the ball once. Oh, you just get shit yes, at shit. He had a whole season of non with no offensive line. Nobody did anything. But nobody. But people have done a good job running behind the this offensive line this preseason, and he hasn't. Look at look at any of our. It's the goddamn preseason. Right. But but there's 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 no difference when you catch a ball in the open field and you're Shady McCoy and some bitch ass cornerback is supposed to tackle you. Your job is to make that person miss. So one thing that Fred Jackson always said was that when I get to the second level, it is my job to make the first safety miss, right? And 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 Shady when he's caught the ball in the open field, first of all he dropped one ball. That was very catchable. It wasn't a perfect pass, but it was very catchable. And then when he did get the ball in the open field, he couldn't make somebody miss. Old Shady? I don't believe that old Shady would have would have let some random cornerback from the from the Panthers catch him. I think he would have gotten away. You know what, guys? We got sixteen games this season to prove you guys wrong. You know, we're I, I I'm I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about it till game one. All right. So week last, one in so, twenty eighteen. In 2018, I'm not. I'm not the, saying the, he had a bad year the, last year. The, I am. The following players. That's. What, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not disagreeing that he had, had a bad year. More year. yards per carry than Shady McCoy. Josh Allen on 89 rushing attempts. Wow, Nathan, the quarterback is running. That must mean that there must Mar- be some problems with the offensive attempts. line. Hmm. Marcus hey, hey, Murphy Cassie, on 52 Cassie, attempts. Don't interrupt Lars. Chris Ivory on 115 attempts. Chris Ivory, 115. That's the to, person that I was to, talking about. Was to, Chris to Shady Ivory. McCoy's 161. Well, All these players had more yards per carry than Shady last year. And we year. always talk about garbage yards from the quarterback. But What about can, Chris Ivory, though? Yeah, but explain Chris Ivory because that was my whole thing last year. And you yelled at me at some point during a pod. Not me. No, no, because you you're like, we're not talking. Talking about Lars this again because I kept bringing it up that why aren't we giving the ball to Chris Ivory more? Why aren't oh, we giving the ball to Chris if Ivory? I yelled at you and because I, it was the least of our worries at that point. Well, just because I kept fucking saying it. Yes. But but the point is that why did Chris Ivory have a better year than Shady McCoy last year? Why? Because probably got garbage downs and no. and, and no. yes, or uh, he was more available. You guys, I here's the thing. Let's stop talking about this because all we're gonna do is find out. What happens in this year? And I agree. I'm, I'm, I am. Let's stop I'm, talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I'm saying I disagree with you, and I think Shady's going to have a good year. Bill, what else you got for us tonight? Oh man. Um, well, I love the fact that we, when we're looking at roster cuts, we're actually talking about like it's 
you know, a thought of which player am I going to cut? Like, which good player yeah. am I going to cut? Like, which player has showed some promise? But shit, man, I got to put him on the practice squad. And uh, this guy might not be on our team. Like, might not be. He might go to some other team. So and it, and it's and, nice. And it, it's nice that we're building. I like the fact that they're. Listen, like, I mean, so I was prepared, like, for Mr. Fix it or whatever, right? And I was going to talk oh, about yeah. how I, we I was going to put that in your intro. Yeah, we had, you had a chance, but yeah. go ahead. All right. No, so, yeah, I, what you, no, so I, yeah, fuck it, dude. Um, so I was going to talk about how, like, they're fixing it in the right way. Like, they're not just trying to put, like, fucking flex seal on a pipe or something. They're Whoa. actually, like, replacing mm. the replacing the pipe itself and getting and, and getting it to be a solid foundation. Well, that's what we did with the offensive line and with our receivers. And do they work out? Hey, maybe, maybe not. But at least we're making the right attempt at the right. Do we buy the right pipe? Do we do we craft the right product? I don't know. But at least we're not putting flex seal on a goddamn fucking offensive line. So in so, that in that spirit, tell us a little bit about Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie. I was t- I texted you guys yesterday or whatever it was. I say so. I get, Isaiah McKenzie's making this team right because sure no one's talking about. No one's talking about him all at the beginning of training camp, but granted, no one equals WGR, and those guys are a bunch of fucking fools, 90%. Um, and Isaiah McKenzie, I'm sorry, were you watching last year? He had, some, he had, he had played, played very well. So he played well last game, and he, played, he shows up, man. He shows up in games. That's all I care about. Uh, Rob? Yeah, I think my, my... – Sorry, who are you? Uh, Ray Ray McLeod? I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. You're right, Bill. Because the thing is that, but the problem with Isaiah McKenzie is he showed up on our team and performed amazingly well in those first few games, and then he just completely disappeared. And and and, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the right answer because asked, there's no he was question. Being asked to be a third, he was being asked to be a number three wide receiver, <laughs> and that's not his role, right. right? And then the question, but then like when Ray Ray was out there, maybe he did well. I I, I don't know. I just you know it was a, it's a wild card that I said that oh, hey Ray Ray is going to be great this year, but at the same time like you got to prove your you got to prove your worth, and I, I just hope that Isaiah is not a preseason wonder. I hope he's not yeah. our you know. But- and again, it, it ties back to the fact that if we're actually debating like which wide receiver should we keep, it's not it's not we're not in an Andre Andre Holmes like who else I don't know who were the other guys like right. uh, Ro- Roosevelt Neyman or Neyman Roosevelt yeah Coleman Neyman, Roosevelt Coleman yeah. Coleman Roosevelt so I love it I love that we're arguing arguing about which receiver could actually be productive because. Yeah, the, the, both of these have shown potential. Duke Williams, right? Like, I don't want to get Dude, rid of Duke, Duke Williams, Williams, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that he has some potential. And I know he has sucked, but he's also shown some really great flashes. Yeah, and great. so, like, everyone that we're getting rid of, we're talking about, wow, actually, I, I, I don't want to get – oh, but this guy is such a great special teams person. Like, it's just there's – yeah, I mean, that's – Bill, you, you hit it right on. I don't know what segment that you're doing, but – it's maybe it's like it's it's the main vein, right? Like uh, I think that's what we're gonna call it, the main vein. You done drain the that's main what Carrie, vein. That's what Carrie calls it. That's what Carrie calls it. Bill, what are you uh, drinking? What are you drinking up there in Milwaukee tonight? Dude, so I'm drinking the greatest beer that I have ever had in my life. Labatt Blue. So I no, I drove to Michigan. You can only buy this in Michigan, and I drove there specifically to pick up three huge slabs of this beer. Uh, it's called M43. It's a New England uh, oh, Dude, it's sitting IPA. in Chicago. It's at my Whole Foods. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally no, it's everywhere. Awesome. Guys, it's so good. I will. I don't know. I'll bring some. I'll bring some to Chicago when I come to Lincoln Station. <laughs> no, it's at the Park Ridge Whole Foods on tap. <laughs> it's not that hard to find. What? It's literally at the Park Ridge Whole Foods on tap right now. It's all over Chicago. You didn't need to go to Michigan. Uh, no, it's not. Actually, they don't sell it anywhere outside. Really? Because there's I had I had an M43 yesterday. There's M43 all over the place. <laughs> Just and saying. we've reached an impasse. Bill, it's always a pleasure. Um, hopefully this game ends soon and we can put us all out of our misery. Um, we got the all-important third preseason game next week and then it's straight on until regular season so until then go bills so she's gonna owe me an apology once i air okay. out this lie well we're coming up on the end of the episode which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode it's the wild card this is bills and beers we talk about the buffalo bills we do so drinking beer um which reminds me, I actually have to go get my canks. I don't know what I've been drinking, but in the meantime, uh, Suj, I know you had a couple M43s that you got at, at, at the 7-Eleven up the street. So uh, I had a couple interesting beers. I actually, I'm making a, I'm making a case to America. I want to make IPAs clear again. Okay, I'm tired of the hazy New England style AP. In fact, I'm tired of everything New England style. So I took a trip back to the old school. Fuck you, Patriots. Took a back trip back to the old school, and I had a solid stone IPA, a classic West Coast IPA. Um, had a couple other beers that we'll talk about, but uh, or we won't talk about, but I just want to talk about that. I want to make IPAs clear again. I want to get back to where the original piney, bitter, solid IPAs. None of this juicy bullshit. Like, I actually don't even mind juicy, but stop with all the haze. Why's it got to be hazy? All that stuff settles. It looks like a mess in the bottom of your cup. Stop that nonsense. Just have a nice West Coast, Green Flash, Stone, whatever it takes, IPA. Yeah, I don't drink IPA, so I can't even support you on that. I have no idea. You can have a clear pilsner. Yeah, I, that, and, that's, and that's, you know, we've got Surge with his tastes, you know, and he likes the... Hoppy, the very rich, bitter tasting beers. I go for smooth, smooth, clean, clear. So my beers are always going to be clear, right? Like they're always going to be nice and, and clean and, and no shit settling at the bottom of them. None of that. So today I was drinking the Boulevard Kolsch and that's because I went into Bitter Pops and I couldn't understand what beer was what. And I just found the one that said Kolsch really big. And I was like, okay, that's the one I want because no beer these days can you like decipher what it is? Cause they all have these like creative cans that are so artistic and it's such BS, right? So people used to read the news from the <laughs> newspaper. Yeah. But if you're like, I know a fair amount about beer. Okay. I know a fair amount of beer, beer, but I can't go into bitter pops and like decipher what's, what is a beer that's within my taste you know, perspective. Well, these are the problems of people who don't have gluten allergies and Suge, I support you in your kick, keeping it real. I'm also not a big fan of the New Englands. At least I, I wouldn't be if I could have one. Um, Boulevard Kolsch, that's something you've gotten at, at the station before. Multiple times. But I do want to take this moment to give a shout out. And I'm unfortunately going to do this for a Boston beer brewing company. 
but the Sam Adams 76. <laughs> I know. And, and, and you're like, snob. It, you are such a beer snob. But this, yes. but the, here's it's the Sam Adams. It doesn't. We're not even talking about. It's that. a craft brewery. You better stop. Oh, it was you the original. It was mouth. the original craft brewery. The original craft brewery. Don't even. Don't it even. used to be a craft brewery. Sam Adams is the furthest thing from a craft brewery that has ever existed. Is all if up on top Stone of the right now. is actually not a craft brewery because of the fact that it has so much distribution. Sam Adams, bitch, please. If Stone is not I'm, as a craft. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you do you drink Lagunitas? Do you drink any of those 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 brands? Yeah, Lagunitas is no longer a craft brewer. Yeah, a lot of the brands that you would believe have all been freaking. And the distribution network for Stone They're, for Stone and for Lagunitas is nothing compared to the distribution number for. Stone. I love it. We argue no, about the bills. No, we argue no, about the beers. because they're all sellouts. They all are owned by InBev or larger beer companies. You know what? Sam Brewing is not. Are you sure? Yes, I am one hundred percent sure. Privately held. Not, not, not a sellout. I, I, I understand that, but a lot of these beer companies that you guys all chose Stone today, exactly, right? Well, some of us. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just, I just need to give my shout out to to Boston Brewing, the seventy six crushable Sam. If you like a light beer, if you like something that you can drink, oh my God, this beer is really freaking good. And I'm gonna have Jeff Day go out and buy some, and he's gonna verify it. So I found out about a month ago. So we're drinking Sam Adams now, okay? So why don't we just actually like... I love how we went from... Why don't we just hang out with Tom Brady too, right? I, I'm we just, went like, from let's just make New England IPAs our thing, right? Fuck, let's fuck just, everything let's New just England make too. that. Let's, let's, let's just, go to the most signature that, anything that Boston, New England, Tom Brady, that's fine. Let's get some Dunkin' Donuts up in that's here. That's how good this beer is. So I found out about a month ago that I'm allergic to gluten, so I can't really drink beer. Your life um, sucks. So yeah, you, wait. You you work on a podcast called Bills and Beers, so you can't drink. <laughs> and I'm drinking, but Suge brought for me the Ghost Fish Brewing Company, a 100% gluten-free atmosphere, the grapefruit IPA. It is hoppy, a little bit juicy, delicious, and I uh, I'm a beggar, so I can't be a chooser, and I like it. I've been drinking a lot of Glutenberg IPA, <laughs> not that great. So this is a welcome change. So if you have eosinophilic esophagitis and your allergen is triggered, or excuse me, gluten is your triggering allergen, I would highly recommend the Ghost Fish Brewery. Um, but if you had to, Glutenberg's fine too. What yeah. is Lars going to talk about for 16 games this season? No, there's there's a lot of, Gin and solid, tonics mostly. A lot of solid uh, gluten-reduced or gluten-free IPAs. Uh, Omission. Omission IPA is a solid beer. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's truly gluten-removed, but it's gluten-reduced. Uh, but so Portland... Oregon is like the mecca for everyone with celiac disease. And so uh, that is that the, was it ghost fish? I just learned about it today. But ghost fish is, is brewed in a completely gluten-free facility. Um, and apparently it is like the go-to beer for uh, people with celiac disease, which if, if, I don't if you I have, have really that. severe it, severe celiac disease, you can't, it, you can't even be gluten in the air. You'll get sick. So, uh, so this is awesome. I, I, I'm glad that you kind of like it. Um, yeah. and we'll, we'll see. Well, again, I, I haven't, when, when you can't have beer, something that resembles beer is good. It's enough. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we also talked tonight about, so we, you know, we now discussed the internal workings of my esophagus, 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 esophagitis. Uh, and we mentioned several times already that here in my home, we're in bedtime protocol. So a little bit about me, Suge can relate to this too. 
But for our wild card and other parents out there will appreciate this. Right now I have a son who's two. Uh, in the early November, I'll have a second child. Not quite as applicable, but for the two-year-old, there's a bedtime. Bedtime is somewhere between 7.30 and 8, which means the day's duties are predictably done every day by 8.30. And when you're two working parents in the city, up against the rat race, managing a toddler, got a dog, that 8.30 oasis is waiting for you every day. And that's when you can do adult things from just zoning out in front of the television to doing the dishes. But it's that time of day when you finally have time for yourself. You can just take a breath. You can take a breath. Question for you. As we're staring down the barrel of the 2019 season, when will your breath come? At what point will you be able to take a deep exhale and say, at last, we can relax. That this was a good season. This was, was a good not, season. We didn't win the Super Bowl. Or maybe, I knew I know enough about what, where this team is at and what success looks like. Where does that come for you, Suge? Comes week 12. Wow. Comes week 12. If we've won 10 games, then I know it's okay. 10 Jeez. games by week 12. God. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, that's pretty aggressive, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We're going to be 10 and 2. I want to win 10 games. Uh, so forget forget the timing. The, I, so the 10th win. The 10th win. The 10th win. The 10th win. Th- win. And I think that, um, you, know, uh, you know, I can see progress along the way, right? I can see Josh Allen being good at the underneath throws. I can see him still maintaining his ability to run effectively. I can see all of those things, right? But if it doesn't result in wins... Um, when our defense, in theory, should be good, right? I mean, it should. Um, but also if our if our defense is not great, our offense needs to be able to keep up. If we're if we are a team that is capable of a championship at some point, we can't just be the team that like oh I'm relying on a, a lights out top three defense, right? If your defense mm-hmm. is top seven. You should be able to win with a decent offense. And so, anyways, so the point is that I don't care. Like, and, and I think that's what I was getting at earlier today. Like, I'm tired of watching this thing and expecting, you know, oh, well, now Josh Allen's doing this, or now our defense is doing this. Or, like, I'm tired of, of making false expectations. And I just want to say that at the end of the day, if we win 10 times, yeah, we're fine. Okay. So I'm actually going to go a little further upstream. And I am going to say, so we mentioned earlier, I may, I, may, I may have said it in passing or as a side note, Josh Allen in one quarter of preseason football went 9 for 11 for 102 yards. I'm going to say that I will feel okay one way or the other when Josh Allen throws for yard 4,001. Because if Josh Allen is throwing for 4,000 yards this year, then we should be good. More importantly, 4,000 yards is not a very high watermark in the NFL in 2019. That's 250 yards per game. And I think he can get to that if he stays healthy. I think he can average 250 passing yards per game. And if he does, he will be the second quarterback in franchise history to hit 4,000 yards. And it'll be the second season 
in franchise history, the quarterback has reached 4,000 yards. And we can maybe, at that point, put to rest, do we have our quarterback conversation? So what? G- give, me a, give me a game that 4,000 yards. Is that like week 17? If maybe. It could also happen in week 14. Okay. It could happen in, well, by week 14 is, is game 13, you know, like, by, by okay. So we'll say if, if, if it's happening by like the 12th game, then we, at that, then we should be looking at an 11 win season. Yeah. 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 Okay. If it have, if it happens in week 17 or 16th game, we're looking at a nine or 10 win season. I think that if Josh Allen can get to 4,000 yards at any point in the season, then we will have a winning season. But it, again, not a high watermark in the NFL. It's a high watermark for the Bills franchise, and it will at least establish in many minds that we have a guy who, at the very least, can be a serviceable quarterback. What bothers me about what you just said is that it will establish in many minds. Whose fucking minds do we need to convince, right? Like, a lot. who cares? No, but who cares? Like, these NFL pundits that said that Josh Allen sucked coming out of the thing, like coming out of the draft, you know— Yet, there was a lot of buzz of NFL GMs talking about maybe Josh Allen might go first, right? I guess that's an excellent point because when it comes to... Like, who are these fucking assholes that don't get hired by the NFL that just sit there on TV and just talk a bunch of shit? That was our conversation. That was our our conversation last year. No, it was our conversation on draft night, which was what do the guys who get paid for a living know that all of the stat nerds who have blogs and get invited on Jeremy White and Mike Shope's radio shows, what do they know that those guys don't know? Yeah. Because- I, Cassie, get into your thing, but then I want to go back to a little bit of the stat, the analytics thing. I just There was something that got a bone in my fucking bowels. Go ahead, Cass. So, so set the stage. Yeah. I what You're sitting there at the station. I'm sitting there at the station, and... We're in the hunt. We, you, We're leading you, the division. Don't say we, in the hunt. We've all been... No, no, no. But like, we've all been recording this podcast. We've all been sitting at the same table for nearly 15 years. God, we are fucking old. Um, really? You think, Cassie? <laughs> you think you're old? You're youngin'? So here's here's the thing. There's I don't know if there will ever be like that, that big exhale breath. I think that there's just some smaller ones that I need to get through. So... To start out the season, like the first, the first game, hmm. right? Like, guys, yeah. I, I don't even I think further than the first game, right? Like, that's a great. We point. go in a New Jersey. Who remembers two, three? God, is it four years ago when we went in and played the Jets on opening day, and it was the most abysmal game ever. It was seven years ago. Seven years ago. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We went in and we played the Ravens to start, and then we played the well, Jets. It was, in but the it was second 2012. Game. Week one was in. No, I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking like 15, 16, right? Okay, like, okay. like what I need is to get through the first game, first three games of the season, right? Okay. Open two Agreed. games in New Jersey. We go one game at home against Cincinnati. I I I need to get through that game still breathing, right? Like still like feeling like my like. My kid a, a, a isn't reason, asking. A reason to watch. My kid has not asked for seven glasses of water mm. and is now the most hydrated child on the face of the planet. Okay. Right. Wait, what, what? She's trying to make an analogy back to the thing. She's not a mom. She doesn't quite get it, but I see where her head's at. Right. We're talking about when the bedtime. Bedtime. That's oh, how the whole thing started. Right. So it's, there you right, go. Right, Bring right, it back yeah. around. Wait, hold on, real quick. So I before you do anything else, yeah. Listen, I want to record this. Is that an M forty three you're opening? M forty three. 
That's nice. It's nice. I is, feel like is that is that the moment after? Yeah, that's the M43. <laughs> the M43. <laughs> the M43 so soundtrack. So, anyways, but I but I I you have to temper expectations because I will admit freely in 2008, I was one of those. 18. Nope. In 2008, I was one of those jackasses walking around outside the stadium of the Arizona Cardinals ah. saying, raise your hand if you're 4-0. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Because then again. the Cardinals ended up going That's to the playoffs that year. I mean, yeah, 10 Edwards got destroyed. So I, I know I have to temper my expectations, they went right? To the so, Super Bowl that year, didn't they? Yeah, I think they went to the Super Bowl. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, all those people in the parking lot that we were, compl- I mean, complete jackasses too that was a great super bowl that was against the steelers yeah it was it was it, it was a fun game in arizona until trent edwards santonio holmes died in the on the, anyways yeah. yeah so um i think i have two big check-in points right so i have after that third game right the new england game is a crap shoot dude i will i don't even know what we'll do if we go four no oh my god a streak maybe um but the other, here first. but the next game the, the we got a pretty easy schedule and then I think we go into the big game is Thursday night Thursday day right Thanksgiving day Thanksgiving and I think that'll be another like Dallas. if we can be in Dallas maybe potentially win in Dallas and be coming out of there I don't know what we would be like seven and two or something like that seven and three potentially that would be that would be pretty big so those are my those are my two big checking points so after the third game of the season and and the thanksgiving interesting okay i mean it might happen it (laughs) might not right but the thing is that we all sat here we've all sat here for years and years and years and we've all loved the buffalo bills and we've all decided that this is our thing right like that that we're gonna do this (laughs) <laughs> for better for better or worse season 11 of this godforsaken <laughs> podcast we're fucking doing it this is our marriage in sickness or in health yeah. right and that just like the kid that's sleeping in the next room right no He's matter asleep. what he made it no matter what no matter if that kid wakes up and kicks your ass all night and you wakes up and poops seven times in a night like mine did you're gonna love that kid yeah Right, you're gonna to love that kid. You're gonna morning, take it. You might want to choke the shit out of him <laughs> at some point, but you're just not going to. No. Right, that's the point. And then at the, some point, at some point, the fucking Buffalo Bills are gonna win some game against the Patriots, and you're gonna love them like they've never done anything wrong in their life, just like you will do with your child, just like you will do with your dog, just like you will do with everything that you love in this world. And that is what it means to be a Buffalo Bills fan. And on that note, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, search Bills and Beer, subscribe on iTunes. If you haven't already, tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell everyone in in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. We'll be back after week one. Until then, go Bills. Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.